Hello and welcome to the Distraction Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Sarvan, a coach, a writer, an anti-hustle advocate and a former extreme procrastinator. Are you into easy self-mastery, emotional self-regulation and unconditional self-love? Or have you arrived at procrastination station and are ready to hop on the first train that will take you far away and towards achieving your biggest goals? Then you are at the right place. On this podcast, we talk all about how to beat procrastination, avoid distractions, regulate emotions and find more ease on the ultimate path towards self-mastery and expressing your full potential so that you can avoid regret and reach your goals with ease. So if you have big dreams and don't want you to be the one thing standing in your way, hop on the train and let's shoot you ahead. To the podcast. I hope you're all doing great. It's finally fall weather here, which is my favorite. So I'm quite content. And I hope you are too. I don't know what weather is it where you are. Obviously, the world is vast and the seasons vary a lot. So yeah, I hope you're enjoying yourself wherever you're at and whatever you do. Now, let's get straight into this episode. What I have for you today is quite a treat because um, it's usually kept tight in my dungeon of tools <laughs> to use for my clients and for myself, if I'm honest, I, I, I need these quite a bit. And uh, this is something that I will definitely include in my course in its full glory. But today I have a little, let's call it a sneak peek if you want. And it's the laws of self-discipline. They are ideated, researched, and created by yours truly. It's not uh, laws of self-discipline that are written somewhere in a law book and, you know, that are like that and you can't breach them or anything like that. But I came up with them. I came up with nine laws to reach self-discipline and to honor it and to, you know stay disciplined so it's let's call it rules you want to set up rules you want to follow to finally get to that point where you do the thing you know where you stop stopping where you stay consistent with what you said you'd do the end of disappointing yourself basically so that's what these are for and i like to call them laws you know because if we just have like tips and thoughts and little tools here and there, we can always break them, you know? We can always step out of them, we can always not do the thing, we can still find ways to not follow through. Um, So I do like to create, you know, laws with myself, like this is something I follow no matter what. Um, Almost like this podcast releasing schedule is like no matter what we have an episode you know there's a lot of things that have been going on and days where I really was like oh my god I don't see how it's going to happen how this episode is going to come out but it did and with self-discipline I feel like there are things that if they are not up if they are not set if they are not a thing um that your discipline will suffer probably most likely. Might not. You might still be good. 
but if it fails, it's probably gonna be on one of those things not being set up or not being um, looked after. So you will see it's not it's not something you can always set up, but um, you'll you'll see when I get into them what I mean by the law um, that some things should be there for it to work. So today. As I said, there are nine laws, but today I will share four of those laws with you here on my podcast, free of charge, of course, because uh, the full shebang, you'll probably have to work with me or um, check out the course when it's out in the new year. But yeah, let me go straight into the first law. And the first law is to know thyself. So this one is the one that makes or breaks all of the other ones. And I've talked about this, I believe actually in my last episode or one of the last two episodes, it's so important to know yourself. You know, it's so important to know you, your status quo, your little things, your little triggers, so that you can anticipate things better. You know, if you don't know what triggers you, if you don't know um, you know, the times of the day where your energy falls and these kinds of things, you will schedule things. Maybe, you know, maybe you just have really, really great intuition and you schedule everything beautifully without having to know these things. But let's be real. Most of the time, we don't just intuitively schedule anything. We, we schedule things the way they sound good, you know, when they sound good, oh, this, it sounds so great for me to do creative work in the evening or something like that. It's, it's, uh, you know, it sounds great to wake up at 5am or something. But if you're not the type of person who is functional at 5am, why would you take away that beautiful sleep from yourself, right? And why would you schedule creative things into the evening, if you are much better doing creative things in the afternoon or something like that, you know, it's really, really important to, for a while at least, um, monitor yourself, observe your moods, your, um, you know, energy swings, these kinds of things, but also just generally know yourself, like know that certain specific things when they happen in your life or around you, certain specific people, and they could be people that you can't just cut out of your life. They might be very important family members, but it's just like, you know, when you see them and after you talk to them, you often feel like in a funk or you feel a certain way. Maybe you feel a huge high that doesn't allow you to do specific things like deep work um, because, you know, you feel a little bit distracted. So adjust your schedule to those experiences, to your energy levels, to your social activities, whatever is happening, you know, work around that. So you can really anticipate distractions when you know yourself. And um, when you know how and why you react to certain things a certain way, and when you have toolkits for when you know, your reaction to things might come at the cost of your self-discipline and the goals that you want to achieve in life, right? So knowing yourself is a very, very important one. Law number one, know thyself because it's going to take away a lot of pain ahead of time. 
The second law has all is also very, very um, personal in that sense. Law number two, before anything else, build trust. So building trust is not just something you do with other people, but very, and maybe more importantly, it's something that you have to work on with yourself as well, especially if you come from a history of procrastination, being very distracted, not following through with certain goals you set for yourself. You have disappointed yourself in the past and some of the trust in you has been broken, you know. You sometimes set up goals and you already expect yourself not to follow through with them. And you're not surprised when you don't follow through on things that you said you'd do. If you recognize yourself in what I'm saying right now, it means you lack serious trust in yourself. The way you create more trust is by proving to yourself time and time again in every small way that you can trust yourself. That you are true to your word. That you walk your talk. And um, that will ultimately really, really help you to be more self-disciplined. Because sometimes it's the fact that you don't even trust that you can do it. That breaks the thing before you can even start. You know, Even if you think you're doing your best. But under in somewhere deep down, underlying... You are not really trusting yourself. You don't really think that you will follow through. You expect yourself to get distracted any minute. And then you will. You will stop. You will procrastinate. You will get distracted because that's what you believe deep down. So building trust is very, very important. It's the first thing you have to work on. And that's why we want to create very small goals in every day that we can follow through. Because... Doing, you know, achieving small things, small goals every single day, it's addictive. I do feel like that. Like small wins are addictive. And when you, let's say, make your bed in the morning and that's something that you used to struggle with in the past and now you just do it and it's the first thing, you're like, oh my God, I already did one thing that I used to skip every single time. Um... Small things like that. Or if you always skip breakfast, but you want to get in a habit of school, or like you, you feel hungry very easily in the morning and you're just too lazy to make breakfast or something like that. Make breakfast, eat a fruit, I don't know, <laughs> whatever it is. But set very tiny little goals throughout the day that you will achieve, that you can show to yourself like, oh, I did all of those things. Um, if there is, you know, if it's, trash day and you set you know you put down like I'm gonna take out the trash first thing in the morning although you have the whole day do it first thing in the morning then something very easy but very um, important is already out of the way you know say things like that look at every single day are there things that day that are quite small that I can do first thing in the morning or like when I wake up to just show myself that I get things done when I've set my mind to it. And just like that as well, like those small goals for your big goals. That's why we break them down. Don't set obnoxious goals. Don't set goals that are so far removed from your reality that you just can't even believe you will achieve. 
And if you set really big goals, break them down to a point, like break them down as many times as you have to, where the next step really is something that you can do in a day, you know, or in an hour. I am very much for breaking it down to hourly increments. Obviously, I've talked about this um, in one of my earlier episodes. But break your goals down. If they're big, break them down. And if you set new goals, um, start small, you know. If, if, I don't know, if if it's something, a new habit or so, start small. But just like showing up um or doing it for 10 minutes like let's say you want to get into the habit of meditating if you set you know it's the first day of meditating and you were like okay i'm gonna meditate for an hour (laughs) you're not gonna succeed that's like from zero to one hour meditating is impossible i feel like you could be you could be that zen i don't know but that is one obnoxious goal So set either smaller goals or break down your biggest goals so far down that you can absolutely achieve the next step. And whenever you achieve the next step, you build trust with yourself. Whenever you do anything where you actually pull it off, you build trust with yourself. And also in the same same breath, don't create crazy schedules like from zero to 100. If you've never had time blocking schedule, there's no reason for you to block off every single day, every single hour, because you want to do that. It's it's hard. It's hard even for people who've been doing it. For, like I've been doing time blocking for months and I still have, um, yeah, I still have days where I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do it now, you know? And um, don't go like that. It's just a start small. Start like, okay, in this day, I really want to achieve this. And ideally in this, uh, you know, in the morning or here. And then block off an hour in the morning or block off an hour in the afternoon or whatever it is for you. And do that. And then build on that, you know. And yeah, just do small things to prove to yourself that you can be trusted. Every time you let yourself down in the smallest way possible you add to the other side, you know, you add to breaking that trust. So don't set yourself up for that. Don't set yourself up for mistrust. Set yourself up for building trust. That is law number two. Before anything else, build trust. Law number three, it's also something that I've definitely touched upon somewhere in some episode. Like I've done 15 of these now. And so I've definitely talked about the same thing a couple of times and um, because they are important and there is no reason for me to you know come up with or, or like pretend like there are magical ways in which you can become productive it's the small things and it's all the same things do do them repeatedly and you will be productive and you will break procrastination but some of them sink in in different ways so I'm gonna repeat them until they stick um, so law number three is have a contingency plan. Um, a few years ago, I was the kind of person who didn't believe in plan B. <laughs> you know, I was just like, it's plan A or nothing. And you know where that got me? It made me very sad. It made me very disappointed with myself. I felt like a failure all the time when plan A 
wouldn't work, you know, sometimes it worked, but more often than not, it fell through because of so many reasons, because, you know, life happens to all of us, but also sometimes I just failed. And um, I felt like a big, big failure because there was no plan B. And I would judge myself for even considering a plan B. That is stupid. (laughs) Don't be that kind of person. Don't put everything into one basket and have a bare minimum plan. When you plan ahead for your goals, when you plan ahead for your productivity purposes, for, you know, when you manage your time, have a bare minimum plan for the days where you can only show up the bare minimum, where you wake up and everything is wrong, you know. I had a day the other, I think it was last week actually, where I just, I mean, I woke up okay, but like two hours after waking up, so many things have gone wrong. Some of them, my my fault entirely. Um, but others are just like, you know, the train wouldn't come. So I was late. I was running late for work. I was this and that. There was no coffee when I arrived. Um, there's like, there was also like an issue at work that someone else did. It was not my problem, but we all had to, we all had to solve it because a lot of our, um, everything that was connected, everything, all of it was kind of connected so that a lot of people would have suffered from that one mistake. So we all had to solve it. So there was a lot of things, you know, from waking up to two hours later, a lot of things that went a whole different way. And I was not on my 100% for the rest of the day. I just, you know, sometimes you can move on, you know, let it go and just be 100%. But some days it just doesn't work. So some days you'll show up at 20% or 40% or no percent at all, you know, and it's okay. You're human. You're alive. Things happen to you. Have a plan B. Have a rule what to do on those days or those weeks. It could also be a whole period of time. Have a plan. Have a little... Okay, as I said in one of the earlier episodes, definitely, I I remember that when the cat was sick, I I pivoted and I went from the full plan that I had to doing my health plan, (laughs) my only three things that week. So that's, that's one thing for me when I have like weeks where I can tell immediately either because of circumstances or because I feel bad or, you know, maybe I'm ill or something like that. I can tell like, I'm not going to get this done. So I pivot and I create, you know, a list of three things. Like if these three things get done, I'll be very, very happy with myself. And I don't do more than three things because, you know, it's possible that you have so many really, really important things going on every week. But most of the time, that's just really not the case. You don't, you, you always have like very few, very, very important tasks that have to be done or that would ideally be done and um, otherwise you know the world would actually break if everyone had very very important tasks all the time that they can't stop doing or you know the world will really fa- f- fall apart because we're all just human and we don't always feel like that you know we all don't always feel good so have a plan for those days or weeks have a rule for it as like I have with my 
three things in weeks that are just impossible, you know? And very important, don't judge yourself for those days where you are not 100%, where you're not even 80%. Don't judge yourself. Even if they turn out to be longer periods, it's all good. Because that is one thing, like, you don't treat yourself differently and you don't love yourself less when you can't show up 100%. It's just how it is. And on those days, in those days where you can only do one thing, you are just as happy with yourself if you get that one thing done uh, as you are in the other days where you are at your 100% and you get like 10 things done and everything is perfect. It's all good. You're human. Your 20% are enough, you know. They are enough on, th- on certain days. And um, here we are already at our law four that I want to share with you today. And that is that everything can be simplified. That is just the law. I would like, I, I I would tattoo this on myself. Everything can be simplified. Whatever goal you have right now, whatever you're walking towards, I am 100% sure that there is an easier way to get it done. No matter how big the task, you can make it easier. And I'm sure you can even make it more fun. So that's the thing, like, especially when you have like very, very boring tasks in front of you, think about how can I make this more fun? And I know that this sounds like a little stupid maybe for some people. It's just like, oh my God, I I thought I'm going to be learning about productivity here but that's really the thing because when things are more fun you get them done if there is something that you want to get done but there is a more entertaining uh, a smoother way to get to it always choose that a more entertaining easier way because why would you go the complicated route you know on purpose why would you do that you don't need that. And that's, that's the thing. Like a lot of people have this idea that things have to be hard, that you achieving your goals has to be hard, that, you know, if you work hard, you'll get to where you want. If you don't work hard, you won't get there. So whenever you see that easy way, you know, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to take the easy route. Why not? If it's going to get you to the same thing, why don't you go the easy way? Why don't you go the fun way? Why do you have to make it complicated for yourself? Let go of those ideas where you can tell that you are overcomplicating things. And sometimes you can't tell by yourself. And if you see that certain tasks are easier for other people, ask them. Like, how do you get this done so fast? Why do you seem so happy doing this task? Do you really like it? You know, maybe they just like the task and you don't. That's possible. Maybe they have found a way to do it in a more easy way, smoother, funner. That's uh, obviously it's not, not a word, but like something more fun. And ask them, you know, or figure it out for yourself. See how, how can I do this in a more fun way? Um, for me, it's for example, I, as much as I love, you know, doing research, I don't like to do research, you know, Googling things and, I love reading, but I don't like to read for research. That's, I know, sounds bad. But I've always been like that. Even in university, I just like when there's a 
really long text about a certain topic and I, I don't know when the important part is coming and it's not entertaining, I get distracted. I don't have, I can't focus for that long, you know. And while I love reading, you know, self-help stuff and self-development books and fiction, most of all, it's really hard for me to read like history books or to, you know, learn very dry topics, these kinds of things. Um, but what I love are documentaries. So it's, I'm going to learn this thing or I'm going to learn important things um, about something by watching a documentary or by finding a YouTube video on that topic by some someone way smarter than me and way more knowledgeable who just really, really is enthusiastic about that topic and um, who can teach me. So I go on YouTube whenever I'm researching. I, I much prefer to watch videos and then I will obviously double check things that just random people have put up. But, you know, I already... It's easier for me to watch the video and then inside of the video I will find the points that are more interesting to me and then it's easier for me to do research on those specific points while when I get into a new topic and it's just very new and I don't know what the more interesting or more um, needle-moving topics are, I, it's really, really hard for me to get to them by just, you know, researching on Google and reading texts. So, um, and, you know, just because that's also a thing, like, don't be, like, you know, childish about this. And you'll see what I mean by that. For example, I'm a writer. I write. I've, for a very long time, I've written for a living. And I still write. I still, it's still my number one goal to, you know, um, to, to, write novels and to you know put things out there but me being unable to do my research from someone else's writing I've found like that to be I don't know I felt a certain way about myself because of that and I was just like being childish about it I'm just like ah, I'm a writer I should read other people's stuff like I do read other people's you know fictional books I do read other people's texts on certain topics but for this specific topic I just can't I just I can't focus on it. No matter how great the writing is, I'm going to watch a documentary. And there's no reason to be hard on yourself with these things. And this goes for everything, you know. If you want to learn how to cook, maybe a recipe book is not how you do it. Maybe that's too complicated for you or the, you know, or um, you don't understand the lingo and doing it with like cooking videos on YouTube or like TikTok shorts where you would try out weird recipes is much more um, interesting too. So then do it that way. And, you know, if moving more and you're doing more sports and you, you just can't get yourself to the gym or you can't get yourself to stay in the gym or to do it more often and you really love to dance and... You would dance every day if you could. Like, just dance. That's moving your body, you know. Find an easier way, a more fun way to get the thing done, to reach your goal. And I'm sure for every single thing out there, there is an easier way. There is a more fun way to do it. Everything can be simplified. And that is already the end of this episode today. It turned out to be a bit longer again. What can I say? 
it's how it is. But yeah, I wanted to share these four laws of self-discipline with you today. As I said, I have nine laws in total right now. I can't say that there won't be more, but I feel like very, very good about these nine laws and everything else that I come up with kind of fits into one of them. So um, they haven't been stable for a little, almost two months now. And so I'm probably going to keep them as nine laws and uh, the rest of them you can find out if you, you know, if you chat with me, maybe. Or uh, if you join my course, that comes up. So if this was interesting to you, or if you want to know more, let me know. Write to me. DM me on Instagram. My um, DMs are always open. You can DM me. It's at campsarvan. My handle as well as my email address are always in the show notes down below. So if you want to communicate with me in any way, shape or form, do that. You have everything that you need for it in the show notes. And I will leave you at this today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. I will see you next week on Wednesday as usual. Have a great week ahead. And yeah, thanks for being here. Bye.